when Jill Bolte Taylor was recovering from her stroke, and we and we talked about um, uh, Jill's story earlier in uh, in previous episodes, so you can go back and hear more of her story. But as she was recovering from her stroke, one of the things that she needed in order to recover was this. She said, "Look, ask me specific questions, and allow me time to hunt for the specific answers." See, because her brain was wounded and she was trying to recover, she needed time to retrieve those answers. She said what people did is, in in an effort to help, that what people would do is, is they would both ask the question, but then they they would fall right behind that and answer it too. And so what ended up, what she ended up doing is she would end up shutting down. They weren't helping at all. She would shut down because the one asking would not give her the space that she needed in order to retrieve the answer to the specific question. And man, when I heard this and when I read this, I was like, oh my God, man, I do, I do this with people. I do this with people in general. I do this with my children. I do this with salespeople. I ask the question and I don't give them the time to retrieve the answer. Which is why Michael Bungay in his book, The The Coaching Habit episodes we talked about as well, he said this, he said, we actually, we actually weaken our people and we're always having to constantly breastfeed them advice because we're, we're too quick to offer up advice instead of just asking questions and let them figure it out through searching for the answers. Bungay's advice is this, he says, be lazy and be curious when coaching. See, you got to be lazy with your people, meaning that you don't be so quick to, to, to jump in there and be the advice muster. Don't, don't be so quick to just serve it up. And then be curious. Be curious and ask the questions based on what they're saying. I, I, like, to, I like to rabbit hole why. The, 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 so what I'll do is, is, is uh, say a salesperson comes up to me uh, and says, Marsh, I'm not, selling, I'm not selling any cars, dude. And I'll just fall right behind that and say, well, why aren't you selling any cars? See, I don't jump in and say, well, you're not selling any cars because blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I may have the answer. But what's important is, is they search for the answer. So why aren't you selling any cars? Well, I'm not selling any cars because I can't get anybody to say yes. And usually, here's the thing, when you start rabbit holing why, about three whys deep, you're going you're gonna to cause them to, to have to shovel into their minds to begin to, to uncover the answer. See, the first couple of uh, statements back to you, they're not the real answer. They're just, they're, they're kind of the knee-jerk responses on that. See, what they got to do is about, uh, about three layers deep, they have to then begin to dig in a little bit to uncover the answer. So then they'll fall behind and say, well, I, they're, not, they're not saying yes. Well, why aren't they saying yes? Well, because they're not in love with what I showed them. And usually this is where the, this is where the excuses, the buts come in. So the excuses come in, but, but I mean, this is all they qualified for, or they were negative or, or whatever the case may be. And I, you got to keep them on track because a lot of times what they'll do is, is they'll start blaming using the but They'll start blaming the inventory, the rebates, or, or whatever it is that you're selling, the manager. They'll do all these kind of different things, but just keep with your whys. So I say, well, look, why aren't they, why aren't they in love with what you, what you showed them? And then if you, if you give them the space as they retrieve it, sometimes it'll come out with something like, well, because I'm asking them early, too early about their credit, how much down payment, uh, what, what they owe on their vehicle. And I said, yes, see what you're doing is, is you're not building any emotion into your sales process. You're just doing everything out of logic 
and you're not building any emotion behind that so you can't get them to move. And I get it, man. As managers, we're pressed on time. I mean, we got all these things swirling around us. We got to make a day. We got to make a month. We got to make a quarter. We got all these kind of different things, both personally and professionally, that's coming at us. And so in an effort to speed things along, we're so quick to just offer uh, just offer up some quick wisdom, pat them on the ass and tell them, go get them, tiger. But what happens is, is they ended up they end up reverting back. They revert back to what they were doing before because that, that goes away in just minutes because I told them what to do. See, it, it reminds me of what Benjamin Franklin said. He says, he said, he said this, he said, tell me and I may, and, and, tell me and I forget. Teach me and I may remember. Involve me and I may learn. And see, what we got to do as leaders is, is we've got to teach them and then involve them. Involve them, involve them in, in their own lives, involve them in the building of their own successes. See, they got to discover why they're doing what they're doing. So if they're not having success or they are having success, what are they doing? See, you got to involve them in that. Ask them why. And then as they, as they make those statements, you keep asking them questions on how they can ad- actually adjust or adapt accordingly. See, initially, this this will slow you down as a leader. Initially, this will slow you down, but it'll free you up because they'll learn how to solve. They'll they'll learn how to stand on their own, solve their own issues themselves. Slow down, and you'll actually empower. Slow down now, and you free yourself up later. See, don't rush off to 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 fill in the blanks. Don't rush off to fill in the blanks for your for your people. Ask the question and then give them time to retrieve it. And while they're retrieving it, this is so important. Don't belittle them, man. Don't belittle them because if they can't retrieve it fast enough or, or, or right enough, give them the space to, to answer. Or like Taylor did, if you don't, they'll shut down. They'll shut down on you. I'll never forget. And I remember years ago as a young manager, I was asked a question in front of other managers. And I really, truthfully, I should have known the answer. And I probably would have if I would have been in a relaxed state of mind. But my boss put so much pressure on the situation. And and there were so many snickers and, 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 and all this giggling in the room from other managers. He put so much ridicule on me. I, I just, I locked up, man. I got handicapped. And because I couldn't answer the question. And so, I mean, even a, a decade or even more later, I still don't know what, what was asked. But I'll never forget. I'll never forget how he made me feel. See, I didn't learn anything from that, from that moment. I didn't learn because he didn't let me fill in the blanks. You got to give them the space. Give them time. See, be lazy. Be curious. And then be often, meaning touch your people as as much as possible. Don't wait for a crisis to erupt. Just touch them early and often. Take their pulse as often as you can. See, teach your people. Touch your people. Involve your people. Ask the questions. But then let them fill in the blank. That's a leader. And that's true mentorship. Remember this in life, no matter what happens, 
Life's all negotiable. And the greatest sale that you're ever going to make is to sell you on you because you're more than enough. Thanks so much for tuning into The Sales Life. For comments or show suggestions, man, hit me up at thesaleslife1 at gmail.com. Thesaleslife, the number one, at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Marsh Bice.